Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. I have one of my most special team members. Her name is Elaine. If you're watching, you can see her beautiful face. If you're listening, you're going to hear her beautiful voice here in a second. But she is the one that is behind all of the support emails and all the things. She's like our concierge on steroids for all of our um, clinical academy, clinical business academy members. So Elaine, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So we are going to talk today about how to create a killer patient follow-up system. And um, Elaine, I think you would probably agree that we have bumped around on this a bit. Yes. Absolutely. This has been a little bit of a bumpy ride. And I think it's like this in most practices because very often, you know, we're as clinicians, we're focused on the doing the clinical part, but we forget that there's this huge untapped potential revenue potential with these patients that might have just gone MIA because you were not paying attention. So Elaine, kind of bulldogged this along with one of the other team members, Jamie, and the two of them kind of put this whole system together. And to be very honest, I know very little about how they do their magic, except that it is magic. So Elaine, let's start by talking about why, what, what, why do you place such value on this patient follow-up system the way that you have it for our, for our company? Absolutely. So I think, you know, coming from, if you want to look at things from the other side, you, when you're a customer, you're someone's customer, you expect to be treated like you're valued, right? So when it comes to our patients, we want to treat them like they're valued as well. And when you don't follow up with them, like you should, they don't feel like they're important. Like, oh, I haven't heard from them in a while. That makes me sad. So we really, we really love to be organized so that it looks like we care about them. I mean, organization kind of translates to, to care there. Well, and you make a good point because when you're organized and there's some kind of a system or a method to the madness, then it does make it definitely makes it look like it's more professional. You're not just like winging it or flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. So when you have your system set up and in place, do you use a paper system or do you use a digital system or a combination of both? So we actually utilize Asana, which is a project management software. And what's great about Asana is you can, you know, put all of the client's information, the best part about it. And the reason why I love it is because you can assign a date that a task. So reaching out to the client, you assign that date. You assign it to yourself or any other team member that it needs to follow up with them. And then it populates on your calendar so beautifully. So you don't forget. So how do you have it set up? So tell me a little bit about like the columns and and for most people are listening to this. So we're going to have to probably be a little descriptive about how this works. So, because I want to paint the picture for like what it looks like, like, okay, so first we have like column, column, column. So you have it set up in Asana. How do you know what? 
aside from their name and their email and their phone number, I'm assuming you have that information in there. Yes. So what else do you have uh, in there as far as your like little, little columns with your, what do you call them? Tags or what do you call them? I don't know. See, look at me. I'm like, this is the blind leading the not blind over here. Anyway, so go ahead, Elaine. Do you do your thing? We don't actually have a ton of information on our sheet. And we can actually provide you with a resource that's a Google sheet that's very similar to our Asana task. Oh, that'd be um, great. So anyone listening can get a visual of kind of what we're working with and they can kind of adapt that and use it on their own. But um, important things are the date of the last consultation, whether or not they've scheduled a new consultation, when they're due for a follow-up, if we've reached out to them and sent them our scheduling link. Um, basically, it's tracking everything we do. So I track when I send that link, when you tell me that we need to follow up with them, every little thing is tracked. So if a client we're supposed to follow up, they're supposed to follow up with us in four weeks and they haven't scheduled that appointment, you know, it's very blatantly obvious that there's a problem there. When so you're, you're doing... so you're not only following up then on existing patients or clients, like, you know, the ones that like, I would be consulting with someone and I say, I want to, you know, talk to them again in four weeks. So then you put that in your system. So, you know, okay, by four weeks, we need to be having another appointment set up. Are you reaching out early? Do you wait until the four week mark before you follow up with those? And then I'll finish the rest of my thought. So it's a little bit dependent on what the patient's notes say or what the client's notes say. Like if they were supposed to follow up with us in two weeks, um, to let us know that, you know, how they made some dietary changes and you wanted to know how they were going and they hadn't followed. I would have put, you know, the two weeks in there as a due date versus you wanted to see them again in four weeks. Um, so, so it's dependent on the situation. In other words, if we're, they're just supposed to follow up, well, then a check, you're basically sending a note to yourself to check in with them at that two week mark to see if they've followed up. And if they have, then you complete that task. And if not, then you're going to reach out and say, Hey, Hey, Rhonda want to talk to you or want to hear from you, blah, blah, blah. But if they're going to schedule, I want to see them in four weeks. You can't call it four weeks and say, let's schedule the appointment. So do you usually go like a week or two weeks before when you start reaching out? How does that work? Yeah. Usually about a week before is when I reach out just, Hey, friendly reminder. We wanted to follow up with you in four weeks. We're at week three you know, we'd love to get you back on the calendar. And so what happens if you don't hear from them? Then how do you follow it? Because that's where I think a lot of times it gets dropped, you know, on the practitioner side, it gets dropped because the patient, you know, we might send, a practitioner might send an email and say, you know, hey, it's time for your follow-up, but they don't have, there's no system in place to take it from there to follow up if they don't respond. And that's where, like, we just had this happen, right? You and I just had this happen not very long ago with um, a patient on our side. And I said, I wanted to follow up. And you did, you followed up with an email and then the person didn't get back to us. And then we had a little mix up on our side and the ball got dropped. And then a little bit later, I found out that the patient's response was, well, you know, I didn't hear from you. So I just, you know, figured that I, oh, broke my heart and you too. Like we were both Same. like, oh, so sorry. So what's your system then if you don't hear from them? 
you reach out once oh. and you don't hear what do you, how do you follow up then? Sure. So what I failed to do in this situation is I reached out to the patient and um, I put a note in there that I reached out to them on X date. And what I should have done immediately when I updated those notes is, and this is what's so beautiful about Asana, I should have updated the due date for myself oh. for a week, maybe two weeks later. That way in two weeks, if, oh gosh, I haven't heard from them still. Maybe I should give them a call. So, you, so that was how, thing that I missed. So that was all that needed to happen was you're just really managing the due date then. You're not sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. So see, what do I know? I know about nothing about this. I don't do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving this because you're teaching me about the system. So really what you're doing is you're using the due date as a way to keep the task at, at a level of priority so that you can follow up with it and it doesn't get lost. So once the patient schedules, then do you just complete that task and it's digitally off your radar until the next go around? So what we'll do is we'll update the date that their next consultation is scheduled for, but I will not have a task for myself, like a dated task until their consultation comes around. Then I see uh, the note, I review what's going on, when we need to follow up with them. And that's when I schedule a task, a task to follow up. So would you say that this is almost like a little revolving mini list of all of the active patients? Yeah. And it's really, it's not as bad as it sounds. I feel like visually, um, it's so much easier to explain, but, um, it's, it's really such a, such a simple system. So what would you say is our retention rate as far as the, our follow-up? What'd you say, what's our percentage of conversion? So when someone, I say, I want to follow up with someone because of this system, what would you say our percentage of conversion is with those patients? In other words, getting them back in the door and getting them on the schedule, because that's A, what we need in order to get them results. But B, it's what we need to drive the economic engine of the practice, right? We need those appointments to be happening. So what would you say? Do you have a guess? I mean, guesstimate, I would say 80% or more, but I I feel like sometimes when clients maybe don't schedule, there are, there are other circumstances going on. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like following up and making sure they're reminded, I feel like nine times out of 10, they're going to, they're going to schedule. They'll schedule. And so when you, what, when do you say I'm done? When's your line? Like you followed up, followed up. When, what does that look like? Usually, and I'll, I will kind of look to, because there are clients, kind of one-off clients that will you know, consult once. Um, and then I go to schedule their follow-up and it's been like two or three times and they've kind of ghosted me and you kind of get the feeling that eh, maybe this wasn't a good fit for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so probably after two or three times, I kind of just, and that's, um, another column we have is we can say that they stopped communicating with us Yeah. and we'll just mark that. And then they just kind of sunset. But if it's someone we've been, you know, meeting with for quite some time, I'll let that go for a while. And our patients are so good at 
communicating. And I think it's because we're so good at communicating to them. That's exactly what was my next thing. And that's so, so perfect. And that's because we do set that standard where we're going to communicate and make sure that they're in the loop. If there's test results that come back, they know right away. They can expect that we're going to be following up with an email, which only then sets the standard for them then to communicate back with us. Do you ever get people that are snarky? I do. (laughs) 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 Elaine is really good at handling, like there are, you all know, like all of you listening, you know, you get these patients that just, they're just, what do you say, Elaine, people, what? What do you say? What you mean? People are going to people. People are going to people. And it's a true. And they sometimes just people all over you. Mm-hmm. And so how do you handle that? If you ever got in a situation where somebody was peopling on you, mm-hmm. at what point do you say, like, maybe it's a new inquiry or something. At what point do you say, I'm not sure we're going to be a good fit? Where, where do you, where do you find that in your customer service bag of tricks? Um, I really, when people come off a certain way, usually there's a reason, maybe they've had a poor experience with a practitioner before, or maybe they're having a bad day or, you know, who knows? Everyone's grumpy sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. So as I communicate with them and kind of vet them, I just, it's silly, but it's just like a vibe, like, you know, our culture here at Rhonda Nelson and co is very like, we love each other and we like to joke and we like to work really hard. And, um, you can just tell if someone's not going to mesh well with who we are and what we represent. So it's, it's a gut, it's a gut feeling. The gut thing. And then how do you, how do you very gently let them know that there may be someone else out there in the wild that would be a better fit for them? Yeah, I just, I let them know that, you know, we appreciate them and there is someone out there that will be a perfect fit for them. We just maybe aren't that, but you will find a perfect fit. And so how does that land for you? Do you feel like that is congruent with who you are and your, you know, core values, your own integrity, or does that feel like you want to step out and just say, yes, 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 yes to everyone? important to for the I mean for the patient more than anyone you want it to be a good mutual fit yeah and if it's not you know it it's better for the patient if we send them on their way or refer them elsewhere and also just think about you know the number of customer support inquiries I mean we just recently had someone that was reaching out quite frequently and incessantly and not listening and not following through and not following directions and not kind of taking the hint. And it created, I mean, we spent lots and lots and lots of time discussing it and trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to find a good fit for this person somewhere else? And, and it just ended up sucking up a whole bunch of our time. And so we knew from the beginning that, that this particular individual was not a good fit. So I think that having someone at your front desk that is answering phones and interacting with either your existing patients or those new leads that are coming in, that person has to have some degree of not only ability to communicate, but also just a good natural vibe, like what you're saying, Elaine, right? About where you just have that sixth sense about, 
yeah, this one does not feel like it's going to be a good fit. It's going to be an ugly, nasty train wreck with dead bodies if we say yes. Yeah. So what else would you say as we wrap this up? What else would you, is there anything else we need to know or the doctors need to know about setting up this follow-up system? Like how hard would it be to get it all set up to start? Like I said, it's, it's really a pretty simple system. I would absolutely, absolutely recommend Asana if you do not have it. Um, more than happy to help coach anyone, help you get it set up. It's super easy. But again, we also have a Google sheet that would be a great start. Um, so you kind of can get an idea of how we do what we do. So maybe what we can do, Elaine, and this is unscripted here, but maybe what we can do is, could you record a, like a little short training video about how to set up that in a sauna? And then also, if you reach out to us, um, we will send you this Google sheet that Elaine is mentioning along with the video to show you that Elaine will show you how we set up a sauna. Yes, Elaine, would you be willing to do that? Yeah. So then that way you can see it in real life. You can either use the Google doc if you want to just mimic what we do and use it inside Google, or we love Asana and you can set up a free account with them. We have like what we say, if it's not in Asana, it doesn't get done. And I got that from somebody else. I don't even remember where, but it really is true. Like I will put things in Asana for myself just so I have the pleasure of checking it off. Cause I love it so much, but it keeps us very, very organized. So, um, Elaine, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today and, um, taking time out of your busy schedule. I know this day in particular, you have a crap ton of customer inquiries and emails and all the things happening. So I'm really thankful that you took a few minutes to chat with me and share your amazing follow-up system. And I learned a little about it today. So thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. And to all of you who are listening Please, if you ever get the chance to interact with Elaine, you'll now have a sweet voice. And if you're watching a face behind the name, she really is just such an integral and important part of our team. And I don't know what we would do without her. We love her absolutely to the moon and back. So Elaine, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, that was just so, so good. And as I mentioned, I really don't know how to do any of that. I used to have to do it all myself when I was a solo practitioner. And now uh, Lane, thankfully, takes care of all of that for me. But she really is a wizard when it comes to figuring out how to stay on top of and follow up with people. And I think in clinical practice, it's one of the things that gets dropped so often as I chat with practitioners from all over the world. Everybody struggles with this. Unless there's a specific system that you have in place where you know that you've got every little detail to follow up on and that patient is not going to drop out and fall through the cracks, unless you have a system in place like that, you're probably leaving money and your reputation on the table. We don't want that. So all you have to do to get the resources that Elaine mentioned, we've got a tutorial for you. We've got a template for you. Just go to rondanelson.com forward slash follow up and you can find them all there. They're absolutely free. My gift to you. 
Uh, they are just our internal resources that we use, and she uh, made a little recording. She's going to share that with you. So again, rondanelson.com forward slash follow up. So if you need help with your practice, you're struggling, you're not sure where to go, you need a little direction, maybe somebody to just peek in from the outside and say, hey, here's where you got, you may have a hole or two. Let's see if we can get those plugged. I am your girl. So if you want to reach out to me, you absolutely can. The best way to do that, and you can chat with Elaine is to reach out to us at support at rondanelson.com. Just send us an email and just say, hey, I'm struggling. Would love to get hop on a call with Rhonda and uh, get some clarity. And I'm really, really happy to do that. All right, friends. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. Take care. And I'll be back next week with more of the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. <music>